Pushing any negative thoughts out of my head, I waited for the water to boil, made my tea, and ran up to the study on the top floor. After doing a bit of work on the computer, I watched a movie, and when the pot of tea ran out, I decided to turn in for the evening. I ran downstairs to set the teapot in the sink and then called the dogs to let them outside. The back door propped open. I watched them run around the backyard a bit and then called them inside. Before I had the chance to close the door all the way, a black blur shot past me with a sharp hiss, ran out the door and disappeared over the back fence. The nervous little black cat had abandoned its home under the stairs and gone outside, something it had never done before. She had never even been outside for all I knew, so I got in the car and drove around the neighborhood looking for her. After more than an hour and no luck, I decided to return home and resume the search the next morning if she hadn't come back by then. Once inside, I turned off the lights, gathered the dogs, and then we all headed for bed. The next morning, I resumed the search, and even put up signs throughout the neighborhood. Although I looked and looked, we never saw the little black cat again. Even though spring had definitely arrived, the week the cat ran away, it seemed that a bit of a chill still remained in the house. Several nights later, I settled in under the covers and quickly drifted off to sleep. I had slept for perhaps an hour or so when the uneasy stirring of the dogs on the bed roused me from my slumber. Despite the darkness, a small patch of light from the street illuminated the bed through the window, and I could see both dogs as they stood and looked towards the hallway. A low growl, barely audible, as Rocky lowered his head and stared. I pulled them both towards me and calmed them down, then listened. At first I could hear nothing, but then I heard a long, slow, wooden creak. I thought maybe a door had swung open by itself, and I waited to hear more. A minute or so passed and I heard nothing, so I lay back down and waited to fall back asleep. Once again, a long, drawn-out creak resonated slowly in the hallway and sent chills down my spine. I thought someone had surely broken into the house, and I attempted to visualize his location in relation to my bedroom. Another moment passed, and I heard another long groan from the floorboards in the hall, this time closer to the bedroom door in front of me. I could see both dogs as they cocked their heads in response to noise, and I suddenly realized I was afraid. Almost paralyzed, I listened as something seemed to make its way up and down the hallway that ran from the large room at the front of the house, past the home's original nursery, my bedroom, the linen closet, and bathroom, to the small bedroom in the rear of the building. After several minutes' hesitation, I finally mustered the courage to hurl all 220 pounds of me out of bed, grab the aluminum baseball bat propped against the wall, and switch on the light. Making as much noise as possible, I rushed out of the room to confront the unseen intruder. The bat wielded overhead as I cautiously ran the length of the corridor and turned on several other lights. Finding nothing, I searched the other two floors and even looked around the attic and basement before returning to my bedroom. I told myself I was acting like a fool as I went back to bed. I closed the bedroom door this time and once tucked under the covers again, I tried to convince myself that I hadn't gone crazy and had just imagined the sounds of an intruder in the hallway. After several minutes, I started to relax, comforted by the thought that the closed door would offer some sort of protection in the unlikely event I started to hear the strange noises again. Even if they did start up again, I'd be fine, I told myself, as long as the weird noises did not bother me inside the bedroom. But another minute or two passed, and then a loud groan slowly reverberated from the floorboards from the left side of the bed, just inches from where I lay. My skin started to crawl at the realization that the noises had not only returned, but had entered the room. Fighting the sense of panic welling up inside me, I forced myself to take slow breaths and reassured myself all would be fine as long as the noise stayed on the left side of the bed. Several tense moments of silence dragged on, 
and I dreaded the idea that the strange creaking would move around the bed to my right-hand side. Suddenly, the floor let out a long, moaning squeak that ended with a loud pop, and my eyes involuntarily squeezed themselves shut. The creepy wooden groan had come from a spot at the foot of the bed. A shudder ran down my spine and sent my heart to racing even faster. I kept telling myself it had to be the result of the wood expanding and contracting due to the warmer spring weather, but if the sound moved all the way around to the right side, I decided I would be leaving. I held my breath and waited. The dogs seemed to be holding their breaths as well. One minute passed, and then another, a lengthy silence compounding the tension that hung in the darkness. Another minute went by, and I exhaled as quietly as possible. I listened intently and squinted to better discern any movement in the darkness, all the while overcome with the uncomfortable sensation that something was watching me.